When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Danil is still in the contract, but you never know what they're going to do with that. You just yeah. signed C to a nice contract, and he's a those are three, four guys. You know what? Mm-hmm. Danil is technically a four, three guy, but he tr- kind of made him into a stand-up. But anywho, I think, I think it has to be a, a, a three, four scheme. Mm-hmm. Just aggressive, you know, just being aggressive, forcing offenses to change their hand, you know, being more of the guy, uh, being more of the defense that's, you know, pressing the issue versus, yep. you know, sitting back and um, relaxed. Amen. Can, can Patrick Peterson just like, can they just bring DC? him back as a defensive coordinator? Uh, has anyone ever been the coordinator and the starting cornerback on the same NFL team? You make that happen? But hold on a second. They just played a 3-4 base scheme that was among the most passive I've seen. So it doesn't have to be a 3-4. It needs to be aggressive. He can drop the scheme terminology. Yeah, I think what he said the word aggressive about 15 times in that 30-second clip, I feel like. so Right, but he's he thinks a 3-4 is aggressive, and I would challenge him to say, you you played the entire season, right? Like you watched the film of your defense, right? It was as unaggressive as it gets. So let's not pretend like the 3-4 is this magic elixir to aggressiveness, Patrick. Yeah, like you said, any scheme can be aggressive or not. We've seen yeah. various 4-3 defenses in the history of this franchise that sat back in a cover two shell and Very didn't play so. press coverage. So yep. um, Patrick Peterson on his podcast, All Things Covered. This is Purple Daily, where we have all things covered for the Vikings off season on a daily basis with bonus episodes sprinkled in. There's just so many things to get into. I think it's been fun. Uh, a lot of the new listeners and viewers that have jumped on board over the last year or two, I think maybe you you get used to the season's over and you exhale as a fan and, oh, man, that sucked. Uh, I guess we'll be back during training camp. No, no, no. This is the six to eight week period from now. And even if you want to include the draft, it's like a four month period where everything that's going to happen for next year's team percolates now. And uh, we've got you covered every single day. We're going to get into some uh, reckless speculation here on this reckless speculation Thursday across corner. Speculation presented by our friends at TCL redefine creativity with the TCL 30 V 5G smartphone. Enjoy blazing fast 5G speed and AI-powered 50-megapixel triple camera system. Ultra-realistic true-to-life visuals powered by Next Vision and booming sound from the dual speakers. Learn more at TCL.com. And cheers to the off-season from our friends at Surly Brewing Company. 
There's two things that don't stop. One is football. As Phil just said, the National Football League does not stop. There is something going on all the time. The second thing that does not stop, that is Surly Brewing. Because you know what? Before I die, I spoke to a mission that remains very much alive for the Vikings, but that doesn't mean that the mission has stopped. In fact, Surly Brewing is the perfect beer for football, basketball, hockey, baseball. I don't care. Any season is a great time for a Surly. And as always, show us your cans. Show us those cans. That's right. So there's kind of two ways to start this conversation. Let me, let me set it up this way. We spent a lot of time here in the last week and a half, since or two weeks, whatever, since the season ended, talking about all the things the Vikings need to do to retool, right, that they're kind of in a – the offense is kind of ready to rock, although they don't really have a quarterback of the future. The defense needs to be rebuilt. Um, and so we've spent a lot of time. How do you how do you clear guys out? I think we're more interested in, like, what does the three-year window look like as you build around Jefferson, Derrissaw? What does this look like long-term from now until, like, 2028? But this is a team that won 13 games last year, as fraudulent as they may have been, right? Maybe they were a 10-win team that got lucky three different times or something. But this is a 13-win team with the best wide receiver in the NFL, with two of the best offensive tackles right now in the NFL, and a top 12-ish quarterback that's coming off an NFL record tying eight fourth-quarter comebacks. He largely had a really good season in high-leverage moments. The division is still very much up for grabs. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, the uh, the Jets just hired Nathaniel Hackett to be their offensive coordinator. Aaron Rodgers loves Nathaniel Hackett. The Jets are planting the hook, right? They're they're setting the hook to bring Rodgers from Green Bay to New York. Um, should the Vikings consider just throttling into 2023? Jalen Ramsey is reportedly available for trade, for instance. Declan found an article that the, the, the Rams are looking at their situation. You know, they want a handful of games. They sold their salary cap soul to the to the devil to win a Super Bowl, and now they have to pay the price and strip their roster down. Jalen, Ram- Jalen Ramsey, 28 years old, one more year of guaranteed money, so you'd have to redo his contract. He was, according to Pro Football Focus, the third highest graded cornerback in the NFL behind Sauce Gardner and Patrick Sertan. Patrick Peterson was ninth. I mean, is there a case to be made that Patrick Peterson's still awesome? Go trade for Jalen Ramsey. Swap out your old linebackers for Ryan Asamoah and a faster, like, to, to, to go further into this thing in 2023. Boy. Um, I see what you're saying. I don't think so because of, of this. I don't think Patrick Peterson. I think that w- when you compare him to the Vikings corners opposite him, until you got to the Duke of Shelley, I think Patrick Peterson was often stayed away from or looked good, but then in the Giants game got pretty exposed. Um, Jalen Ramsey is a very good player, but are the Vikings ready to hit the ground running in 2024 uh, to the point where you would be willing to give up the compensation that would be required. And my feeling is this. I appreciate what the Vikings did this year, and I do think that the Vikings had a nice team. They were obviously not as good as 13 wins. But if we're going to go, to quote Quasi when Quasi used to speak, uh, if we're going to go full Rams, 
I struggle with that because I think that has a chance to absolutely implode because of the age of the players that you would be going full Rams with, if that makes sense. Like my, my inclination is this, you are coming closer and closer to moving on from a lot of your veteran players immediately. And you're also very close to moving on from Kirk. And, And that is, by the way, that's not Kirk hate. That's just Kirk age. And so I think that the smart play here is not going full Rams. I think the smart play is, yes, don't make dumb moves to get bad because they're not going to. It's that simple. But I am all for keeping your draft picks. I'm all for going young as possible with quality players, hopefully through the draft. I'm all for signing a free agent or two coming out of their first contract. So I get what the I get that it would be exciting. I get that it might be fun, but I think Phil to go back to what you said, which is I think what the show is most intrigued about is the three to potential five year, but certainly the three year window. I think the risk of making the moves it would take to go full Rams in two thousand twenty three is too great. So the I think the only issue that I have is they don't really have, in my opinion, a lot of picks in this year's draft to go full Rams. So like they don't have the they don't have those mid picks. You have a late first. Sure, you could probably mortgage next year's draft class, right? Like if you wanted to, you can get more creative there, and you could leverage mm-hmm. some of those high picks in a years from now's draft. But it, it's going to be really tough for me to do that. That being said, if I can pluck some players away here from the Rams, especially in someone like Jalen Ramsey, who is one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, I'm I'm in on that idea. They, I mean, they, they don't really have a solidified, legitimate cornerback. I know Pat B had a career year, but no one, none of us saw that coming. None, no, one, no one saw Patrick Peterson going from average QB, who clearly was on the decline from his potential Hall of Fame career in Arizona, to rising back to being a top 10 corner. And with his age, it, it's probably too much of an assumption to assume he can repeat that. But Jalen Ramsey, on the other hand, one of the best cornerbacks, significantly younger than Pat P, I am in on that idea. But going full Rams, I think at this point, it's tough. There's similarities for sure between the two of them going full Rams, but I don't think the Vikings are positioned right now to go full Rams. Well, let's talk through some of this, right? I Cause I mean, full Rams versus, you know, let's, let's be, <laughs> let, let me be specific for you guys. So you can just get an idea of what's possible. Let me clear my throat here. Cause this is going to be a really important uh, discussion. Okay. Thank you. Um, Let's let's say it would be because again, Jalen Ramsey is still in his prime. I think he's kind of at that age now, twenty, just like Daniel Hunter, like twenty eight years old. You may not think it's old, but in NFL terms, your your speed declines essentially incrementally every year once you get past like twenty two, twenty three. Like your speed, your straight line speed starts to decline throughout your twenties. So, um, but but there's maybe a year or two left of high level play from Jalen. It's probably a first round pick. You probably have to trade your twenty third pick. Would you guys fight that at all for one of the top five cornerbacks in the NFL? I don't yes. think I, I. I don't think I would. Wouldn't do it. I. I would. No, no, no. I'm. I'm asking his value. Mm-hmm. I'm not oh, asking if you would value. do it. Okay. I'm asking that he's. It's a yes. It's first I think they'd want value, at least right? a first round pick, and mm-hmm. I think they'd probably want a first and like a third. Okay. So let's let's call it a first and something. So I think if you did that, you would probably then also bring Patrick Peterson back because he played at a high level. He's older, but you'd probably bring you probably if you're going to go if you're going to trade for Jalen Ramsey, you yes. might just say, all right, let's bring Pat P back 
because we don't have any sure things unless you think Cam. I mean, Cam Dantzler took a step back. Yes. The, the way the season ended was kind of weird. I think he just goes to being a depth cornerback. for you. He was a third-round pick. So those are your starting cornerbacks. I think then you would extend Daniil Hunter mm-hmm. for, like, three big seasons, 28, 29, 30. Yep. And I think you would restructure Harrison Smith to keep him around with Jalen Ramsey, all-star, you know, secondary. And uh, and you would smooth some of that cap hit out, reduce it for 2022 or for 23 and into the future. Mm-hmm. But you would still say goodbye to Hicks, Kendricks, Thielen. I, I think you'd also say goodbye to Dalvin Cook. So you could make some room salary-wise for Jalen Ramsey, the Neal extension. Gets, maybe you can get some draft pick value for Dalvin Cook. Maybe someone trades a, I don't know, a fourth or a third-round pick or something for him. So you got to figure out who your center is going to be because Garrett Bradbury is a free agent. And there's, you know, if you got rid of Thielen, is K.J. Osborne your number two? Would you go sign a number two with remaining free agent money? But your team, your, the pillars on your team then, if you did this, now you'd be without your first-round pick, and you might even have to give up a third-round pick, so you'd basically be without draft picks for the first two days of 2023. But you would go into the 2023 season with Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, Christian Derrissaw, Brian O'Neill, offensive pillars, and Kevin O'Connell, and your defensive pillars would be Jalen Ramsey, Patrick Peterson, Harrison Smith, those two guys are still good. Maybe they're not the same players. Right. Daniil Hunter, Dalvin Tomlinson, Harrison Phillips, and then a couple like Brian Asamoa and another speedier young linebacker. What could you – I know you're shaking your head. I'm out, I'm totally out on this. What would you do again? I mean, it's a first-place schedule, so you might not win as many games, but those are – I just named like nine very good billboard pillars for your football team. And it sounds like a great idea in in the world of like big name fantasy football. But don't forget, Jalen Ramsey is on on the hook. His cap uh, hit for two thousand twenty three is twenty five million dollars. Okay, but his guaranteed salary is only five, and so I think you're at you're at kind of a point where you'd have to yeah. redo the contract. So. I am I am interested in getting younger and faster on defense ASAP. The rebuilding of the defense to me is not trying to keep older players or acquire them. I want younger players. I would be absolutely fine if the Vikings sign a, a cornerback coming out of his first contract who is good, but not like a household name. Household names in this league scare me because they're often moved for a reason, which is why Patrick I told, Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes scare you, which, which is why, well, you know what? In the day he gets moved, I'll be like, why are the chiefs willing to move him? But this is why I was all in on the idea back in, I think it was 2019, of trading for, at that time, when Jacksonville was dealing him, Jalen Ramsey. Because yeah. that was just a straight falling out with a young player at the time who was still really, really good. If the if the Vikings were ever going to have gone full Rams, as, as we now say, thank you, Quasi. I appreciate the days when you did talk, <laughs> and you said fun stuff. I miss you. I miss you, Quasi. Please shirts. come back. Please come back. But if the Vikings were ever going to have gone full Rams, let's say in in the past um, um, five or six years, 2019 was that year. The Zimmer thing, you had Kirk, you still had some very viable players. Um, you know, when the second that Spielman and Zimmer, but especially Spielman, realized that Kirk was not the magic fix, the magic man to a Super Bowl, which they certainly did in 2018. 
that's when in 19, I would have mortgaged things for Jalen Ramsey to plug him into at the time, what was a hell of a defense. And now you got a Pro Bowl cornerback. I don't think the timing is right here. And I do think that doing what we're talking about right now for 2023 would be pushing your luck in a really bad way. And, and saying, you know what? 13 wins wasn't a fluke. We can get back. Like you got to be very careful here. You did. You all deserve credit. You all did a great job. You won 13 games. So I'm not going to debate that, but you know, Phil, we've been going through this roster with a fine tooth comb since the day the season came to, to an end, because that's what we like to do here. But that being said, I don't think it would be prudent to now say, let's double down. And like you just said, extend Daniil, because you're right about that, or or redo Harrison Smith. I think the defense needs to be rebuilt, not with household names, but with young players who can, as Patrick Peterson said, be aggressive and swarm to the damn football. So here's the issue, though, with that. You're, the, the pillars that are established here that Phil kind of laid out, you know, the Jeffersons, your two tackles, um, TJ Hawkinson, you have an offensive weapon, an offensive base that is pretty much set, turnkey, ready to go. You can flip it and go, and, and you're going to be pretty set there. But on defense, you're betting that entry-level guys and guys who are unproven are going to step in and make you faster, which I, I don't disagree with you there, but they have whiffed, and I know it's pre- previous regimes, whiffed on developing a whole era of defensive players. They haven't le- developed a legitimate sure. defensive player out of the draft since basically the Kendricks-Daniel draft, et cetera, in 2015. They have whiffed. So you have to mortgage of, yes, it might be a safer bet, obviously not to, to bleep those picks, as other people like to say. I think Les Need said that. But could you maybe get the established players? That's the sure thing. And plug and plug and play guys like Jalen Ramsey. Plug and play guys that are can make you better on defense because you can't turn you can't turn it over in a year and all of a sudden they're a top ten defense. Can you plug in oh. one or two guys oh. and make yourself better on that defensive side of the ball while your offense is still humming and clicking? That sounds great. Beware of the established player in football. The decline at the, I am I am going into this exercise eyes wide open with the ages of these players, like. Patrick Peterson could just be awful next year. Yeah. Harrison Smith could miss 10 games because of plantar fasciitis or something. Like weird things happen once you get past the age of 28 in the NFL. Yep. Now to Declan's point, yeah, like what what for just this upcoming season, based on the last 7 seasons of Vikings draft picks, two different front offices. What has a better chance of contributing, a 28-year-old Jalen Ramsey or whoever you would draft in the first round? Maybe you draft a cornerback, right? That's where all the mockers have the Vikings going. Um, but to continue to take chips off of future tables, draft picks and young players, to continue to push forward with this nucleus that involves a 35-year-old quarterback and 28- to 34-year-old defenders um i wouldn't i wouldn't do this but i can see how the wilves might try to convince the front office that being more aggressive and pushing even more chips onto a 13 win table is the way to go i think if it was between trade your first round pick for jalen ramsey or 
blow most of it up and kind of take a step back, I think ownership would say, let's keep forging ahead. So Dex brings up an in- interesting point that would be a massive problem if that is the way that the Vikings see it, which is the the failures of the previous regimes, the late Spielman drafts defensively, and then yeah. importantly, Quay's first draft. If you're going to say, well, you know what? We can't develop guys. You got another huge problem. Like if that's your stance, I am willing to give. I don't give, think that's their stance. I no, no, but I'm failed, saying. Right? No, but I'm saying that, that Dex's point is that they have failed o- over the course of several years now to develop defensive draft picks. That can't be your, well, we're going to go trade for Jalen Ramsey because we can't find one. That was how Spielman got Cousins. He basically said, I can't find a quarterback. So I think we're all, well, not all. I think this show is willing to give Kwesi some latitude with his 2021 draft or two two draft, his first draft. Yeah. Um, But if you're going to say, oh, yeah, we're failing to draft defensive guys, that's a, that's a real problem. Yeah. The second, the second thing is this. I think the come to Jesus d- discussion at TCL about the future of th- this team and basically the process of trying to build it should be this one. Okay, you're going to need to create some salary cap room. You just do. You got a lot of veteran guys. We've gone through the entire list, but but it's not that tough to create some room. This is why I would go in on my big free agent signing would be a cornerback who's about 24, 25. And what I would say is, Kevin, we are going to prioritize a lot of times this year the draft, the first round, for an offensive player. Jordan Addison. Yes, because we think, no, you know what, Kevin? We know. We know that we hired you because your expertise is there. And flat out, like now, it's the reverse of the Zim years. What you want is you want your offense to be your calling card, which it should be. It's 2023. And your defense to be solid. Doesn't need to be top 10. Can it be top 15? Mm-hmm. And that's where I think there needs to be a seismic shift, at least in our thinking, of what they should do. So you're kind of saying, well, and I'll, I'll even broaden it out and say, for you, whether you trade for Jalen Ramsey or not, you have 53 slots on your roster. You can't just trade draft picks to fill out a 53-man roster. You're, you're going to need like 30 dudes to pop up on inexpensive contracts. You're going to have to hit on the fifth-rounders, the Stefan Diggs. Like, they did such a great job of that early in Mike Zimmer's tenure with Rick Spielman. Think about the value that they had. They're finding Daniil Hunter in the mid-rounds. They found... Even before that, Everson Griffin was like a third or a fourth round pick. They found Brian Robinson in like the fifth round. They've the Vikings for a long time, for like ten years. Yep. Kendricks was like a second round pick. They're finding these guys that don't make any money because they're they're not first high first round picks. And lately they have found almost none of those players. So you you do need like you have to be good in the draft, whether you're going full Rams or not. Like Fifth round picks have to be starters for you in the NFL. There's there's just too many roster spots. But what you're saying is you got limited draft assets this year. You give one pick in the first 90 unless you make some trades. Kevin O'Connell has a better chance of developing an offensive player, a wide receiver. So just go find a guy that's been in the league for five years via free agency to plug your cornerback problem, right? Like yes. find someone that already knows what they're doing. Yes. Because you, you don't even know who your defensive staff is right now. You, like, don't have a defensive coaching. Well, you're not going to get rid of all your assistants. But, like, 
when you bring right. in a new coordinator, now all these guys are going to have to reconnect with the players and meet them for the first time. And yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm liking this thing. And and think think about the amount of times that free agency has been used wisely by teams in signing a player who's coming out of a first contract to a big but not massive contract. And we're not like, I know who that guy is. That guy's fantastic. We're like, interesting. And then if you hit, you you now have, and this is the one thing that Spielman had 100% right. I think it disintegrated a bit, but he was right. When I covered the team, his whole thing was, I want to sign guys coming out of their first contracts because their prime years are the, are the second contract. Yes. So like by the time you get to 28, 29, you might be a huge name, but you're disintegrating. When you're 24, 25, that's when you're taking off. Mm-hmm. And so I've always agreed with the philosophy that if you are going to take a shot, do it with a guy coming out of his first contract, even though he might not be as big a name as Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Well, Antoine Winfield wasn't really a big name, but he was. He played a few years in Buffalo and then all of a sudden becomes one of the greatest Vikings of all time. Steve Hutchinson, I guess, probably fell into that category. Wasn't that his... He was coming off his rookie contract in Seattle, I think. Or maybe I don't he remember was on that. Older. But... Dude, the, yes, that's right, theory. The 2000, I know that we continue to say uh, we're going to give Quasi a, he gets a pass on the 22 draft class for now, right? But when you look at it, they made 10 picks. Yeah. Only one of those guys played like significant starter time. And he was one of the worst starting guards in the entire league. Yep. He helped shipwreck you in games at yep. Ingram. And you got nothing from any, like you didn't, in the fourth round or fifth round on, you didn't even trust guys enough to play them. Yeah. You know? And then the, the previous draft class, of which one of the first things they did was just cut like all the third round picks. Kellen Mond, gone. Yeah. Chaz Surratt, gone. Wyatt Davis, gone. Patrick Jones didn't fared all that well in this defensive system. Right. So I don't know how you can un- – he looks like a player. I don't know how you unlock him more, maybe a new system, just better coaching. They they nailed Darius uh, in 2021. So they found a franchise left tackle. But of the – and what they make, 13 picks that year? So they've made 23 picks over the last two years, something like that. Home run on one. I think Wangwu has a Wangwu has a kick returner, but he doesn't. He helps you like three times a game, maybe, maybe maybe not even once a game. Sometimes, yeah, it's, yes, exactly. So he barely counts. Cam Bynum as a fourth round pick has he's been a starting player for you. He's been up and down. He's been he's kind of just a guy, but like okay, they hit on Cam Bynum. That's pretty much it in terms of positive contributors from the last two drafts. They're like. Two for twenty-three. Yeah, that that kills you. It, it, Absolutely. It's just you know that that's that's why, and that's also why you you don't look at like you look at a Kendricks maybe last year, and you say, boy, if we had someone ready to step in, like at least they have, they think they have Asamoah now, mm-hmm. and he is he's barely played, so it's hard to know for sure. But if you don't have a guy that's kind of knocking on the door, hey, he's performed. It, it makes you hang on to Kendricks next year. It makes you go get a 30-year-old well, Jordan Hicks and pay yes. him a few million dollars, right? And and now you're getting older and slower. And your draft picks don't necessarily need to start. Like, I think we fall in love with he became a starter. Okay, that's great. First-round picks can. Second-round picks can. 
what, what your draft picks need to do, because, I mean, we see this with every single team, including the best teams, is they need to make up for the attrition of the season. So, like, the Chiefs have a seventh-round running back play for them now because they've had attrition, because guys get hurt. So, like, the real question is, do you have guys who by, I don't know, November, December, that you can just plug and play now? Because at some point in time, yeah, yeah, you're a rookie and you're a draft pick, but you've been practicing. Yeah. Like, you should be up to speed. And that's the thing that the Vikings don't, like, how do more of these guys not play? How did, I'll, I'll give, give you one that's probably a combination of the kid, but more so, I think, coaching. How was Brian Osamoa's season high in snaps the Christmas Eve game against the Giants? It was 27. Yeah. How, how was that not 40? How is that like, you're like placating, did Jordan? Because you're placating to veteran leaders. Which that's I, why. That's another. You, yeah, you guys see this that. in hockey all the time. This, this this type of stuff happens in hockey. All the time. All the time. All the time. He's got the C on his jersey. Yeah. Okay. But he no, skates right. in quicksand and hasn't scored a goal in three months. It pisses me off. <laughs> it's, it's, a absolutely. Absolutely. Before <laughs> Asamoah suffered that concussion in the playoff game, to watch them kowtow to especially Jordan Hicks. It, it drives me nuts. And then you watch you watch the 49ers and a guy like Fred Warner, who was a mid-round pick. He was like a third-round pick. And I get that he's one of the five best linebackers in the NFL, but you're expected, okay, so the 49ers not only have these ridiculous skill position players and a Hall of Fame left tackle, which the Vikings might at some point too. On defense, they've got linebackers that can run 30-yard step-for-step with CeeDee Lamb. And the Vikings have linebackers that literally can't catch Daniel Jones running you know, for three hours across the field, every which direction. They can't keep up with running backs or tight ends. And those are the things that pretty much create the gap between the top teams in the league and and where the Vikings were, despite the fact that they won 13 games. Speed was a huge, a huge one. I just think that loyalty in football is absolute death to a certain point. You know, because you can't hide it. In baseball, you might be able to hide Derek Jeter for a couple years because, you know, he's... Only right. going to come to bat like four times. Right. You got eight other guys in the lineup, and man, we, maybe we DH him today. We kind of reduce his role, and just he still gets out there. Yeah. You can't do that with Eric Kendricks. You're going to, I mean, you could, you could, like to your point, you could just play him for 15 snaps, but if you're going to do that, why play him at all? Right. Yeah. So get him off the cap. Yeah. Is what well, you and, do. They, and they probably will wind up doing that. I do have a, a very special mock for you guys coming up here, but uh, a shout out to our friends at Livia helping change lives. Purple Daily listeners been losing weight for about a year and a half now, thanks to uh, the lead that Judd has taken. Uh, that, that's right. And what a year plus ago now, I started on the program, dropped 40 pounds. Look at the guy on the left, a little bit chunky, right? Got the beard going. He's got ah, so You're, you're trying to hide your fat with like yep. the scarf and the exactly right. four exactly different layers. Right. Now, while I do like the scarf, that guy, he was chunky. The guy on the right, not chunky. You know why? L- Livia helped me uh, get my weight down. It was as easy as it could be. And I want to say something incredibly important about this that, that I'm sure the folks who have lost weight Uh, from PD have learned as well. And that is, this is not a diet. It's a lifestyle change, but it's a positive one. It's a weight control center, which is going to help you not only drop those pounds, but keep them off. And right now, if you contact them and ask for the Judd from Score North offer, you're going to get 50% off the program. 50% off the program to feel great and look good going into spring. 855-GO-LIVIA, livia.com, L-I-V-E-A. 
purpledaily.com. Be the latest from the Purple Daily family to find out that the new you, you're going to like. And a shout out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. It was just, I was uh, on a Zoom call with our friends at Federated yesterday. We got something fun in the works for uh, later on this year with them, a little, little content project. But they have been helping businesses for over 100 years based in Owatonna, Minnesota. They, um, they value face-to-face relationships. They value the long haul, the long vision. And it's like having a great offensive line for your business, someone just looking out on the horizon as you navigate the waters of running a business. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. I want to mock. Mock! All right, boys. From one of our favorite mock draft websites, we have a fresh new mock from draftblaster.com draft blaster the thinking man's guide to the draft draftblaster.com i've never understood how draft blaster and the thinking man's guide go hand in hand uh draft blaster is a real thing yes and uh we have rolled up here on their newest iteration i don't think they have trades here but we'll go through it together and find out Number one to the Chicago Bears, Will Anderson Jr., edge rusher, Alabama. The Texans take Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama, first quarterback off the board. Then Jalen Carter, the Georgia defensive lineman, goes to the Cardinals. Colts step up to the quarterback table and take C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. The Seahawks at the number five pick take that uh, Peter Skaronsky, the tackle from Northwestern. Let's skip around here. Let's see here. Uh, Will uh, Levis, Levis, the Kentucky quarterback going to the Panthers at nine. So that's the third quarterback off the board. First receiver goes to the Titans at 11, Jordan Addison from USC. And now we have a little run on receivers. Uh, Quentin Johnston goes to the Texans at 12. So the Texans adding nice little, nice little first two yep. picks for the Texans. Bryce Young and then uh, Quentin Johnston Very nice. from TCU. Uh, and then Jackson Smith Najigba from Ohio State is the third receiver off the board of the Patriots at 14. The tight end from Notre Dame, uh, Michael Mayer, to the Packers at 15. And then we get Anthony Richardson, the fourth quarterback off the board of the Commanders at 16. Let's scroll down here. Commanders will screw that one up. Ooh. Ooh. This is a new one. The number 23 pick to the Minnesota Vikings. Out of the University of Skyuma, row the boat, go Gophers. John Michael Schmitz. John Michael oh, Schmitz wow. as the new starting I center. I, I want him. Like, I think he's really good, and I think he's going to be a good pro. Dude. But can you imagine the reaction if the Vikings use another first-round pick on a center? Well, I don't think it'd be I as think, bad. I think people are, I think. People would be excited because he's a really good local player. Yep. And he helps solve a position of need because Bradbury is a free agent. And let me ask you this. How much do you guys trust a contract extension for Bradbury, knowing that he has back issues and knowing that three of his four seasons in the league were atrocious? Yeah, not, I don't at all. Yeah, I don't but I have, uh, I, I have sniffed around on John Michael Schmitz. I've done some insiding. 
and I think he's probably a second-round pick. I, th- this would be a tremendous reach. I have also done some insiding on John Michael Schmitz. And but have you it, sniffed around? Yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> Declan, that's positively creepy. Former, uh, recently retired NFL offensive lineman rave about John Michael Schmitz. I love him. Multiple oh, former NFL offensive yeah. linemen close to the situation. Who might hang out together? Mm. Rave about John Wait, Michael Wait, have you been Smith. making a lot of different phone calls, or did you have them on one Zoom or one stream yard room? I cannot say for sure. Um, I love them. Let's go to the data here. So, well, I'll give you the the I'll give you the uh, the written piece here from DraftBlaster.com. It's center, full stop for the Vikings here. Even though this team needs to put in a new defense, probably they have to get that center position stabilized, and the obvious answer is right down the road. I want a mock! Mock! So John Michael Schmitz, according to Pro Football Focus, which, yes, they do grade all of the college players as well. Uh, so there were, let's see here, boys. I think there were like, a, here it is, 150 qualified centers in, in Division One college football. 150. John Michael Schmitz was the number one graded center in the in the country. In pass protection, he allowed uh, only eight pressures in twelve games, only two sacks. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty damn good. And he was the the highest graded run blocker. So he is a he's a road grader in the run blocking game here. I mean, it's not like a premium a position that you would look to draft in the first round, but it's pretty damn good. I think Quasi would um, 100 times out of 100 with his philosophy on drafts and stocks and trying to marry them together. I think he would trade backwards before he would take a center in the first round. I wonder if you could trade backwards and still get your center. You could. Well, I think Mike. I think I think John Michael Schmitz is going to go second round, maybe very late first, but I think he's more of a second round guy. I can see that. I can see that. It wouldn't it wouldn't bother me that much because again you're looking good. if you had franchise left tackle, franchise right tackle for about four or five more years, and franchise center all short up, whether it's Kirk Cousins or anybody else that would come in after Kirk Cousins and you got the weapons, it just feels like your offense is kind of ready to rock for like a five or six year window at that point. We'll What's your best guess right now? Who do you think opening day of two thousand twenty three is the number two receiver? Outside guy who's not here and in, in the draft, off the I, roster currently. Guy didn't play much. I think if if there were like betting odds on this, I would say KJ Osborne is most mm. likely to be your number two. Mm. I'll admit I haven't done my uh, my super deep free agency dive yet, but free agency is a tough path because usually yeah. like the best wide receivers aren't available. Yes, and anyone else would be like older and expensive. Right. Yes. So I, I feel like it's either going to be someone that you draft or it's going to be KJ Osborne to start the season. And maybe they like Jalen Naylor, like as the season progresses. But t- really, the answer to your question is TJ Hawkinson's your number two wide receiver. Well, who's going to take the top off? That's my N- question. Jalen Naylor. No, Jalen Naylor did it in Jaylen, college. Yeah. I don't think Osborne. Yeah. I think if Osborne was going to take the top off, he would have taken the top off way more in the second half of the season. Yeah. And he didn't. He and he would have made his move by now. He, he's a three. I think that they deem him as a three. 
But um, the next step for Jefferson is not for him to improve. It's for him to have a Robin so that, that he can be, so the teams can't just shut him down. Yeah. There has to be a price to be paid if you're going to shut him down. Yep, I agree. And that price is your life on defense. So there's your mock from draftblaster.com. It's time now, gentlemen, for the random Viking of the week here on Purple Daily, presented by our friends at Finch Home Solutions, Judd. Mm, mm, Exactly right. It only takes one call to my friends at Finch Home Solutions and Corey to get any electrical issues in your home solved. In fact, let's take Sports Dad. Let's take Judd as an example because you know what? He's got some electrical issues. And you know who can't fix those and who shouldn't go near them? You. That's right, Sports Dad. So Cody is coming to my house to do some work on outlets, to do some work on lights that are downstairs in my basement that aren't working. He's going to fix those things. And as I've been talking about, the most important thing is he came out to to give me an estimate. And instead of like talking above my head, which he easily could have done and telling me what was wrong and how it was going to be expensive, he explained it to me. He checked everything. He told me what was the safest solution. And you know what? It's not going to break the bank because you can trust Finch. Now, I want you to have the same experience with Finch, finchhomesolutions.com, or you can call them 612-357-2604, 612-357-2604, finchhomesolutions.com. Cody and his team are going to do the type of work that's going to make you say, I have now found my electrician. This is my guy. I can trust him. Finch Home Solutions. All right, dudes. Declan is in the driver's seat again this week for Random Viking of the Week. Uh, yeah, Declan and I teaming up against Judd. It hasn't gone very well. We're down uh, 44 to 26 all time. But we streaky. did correctly nail Chad Beebe last week with me giving the clues and Declan correctly guessing. Yeah. Uh, a few other recent random Vikings of the week that have come off the board. Jerome Simpson, Cadre Ismail, Greg Camarillo, Medea Williams, and Marcus Robinson. So Declan's got the clues here. He's going to throw some clues out to us. We get up to three incorrect guesses each, and uh, we can ask him questions, but he can refuse to answer. That's right. That's right. All right. <laughs> That's right. I trust you tell me. Uh, this Sorry. random Viking of the week. We'll start with this one here. This random Viking of the week played in 151 NFL games. Got a got a guess there already, Judd? You mm. pontificating a little bit? Is everything okay? No. Go ahead. Hmm. I think I know it. Do it. Uh, one more clue. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Do it. This random Viking of the Week hails from River Rogue, Michigan. River Rogue? Yeah. In college, this random Viking of the Week was the Motor City Bowl MVP one year and the Hula Bowl MVP the next year. A couple uh, MVP finishes in bowl season. Okay, some high-level bowl games there that this oh, guy yeah. was dominating, huh? Yeah. Motor City Bowl? Motor City Bowl. All right, I'm going to take a guess. Okay. Chester Taylor. Holy crap. What? He played in the Mac. <laughs> he played in the Mac. What? He played with Toledo. And I thought that'd be the too much Mac 
the Mac traditional, uh, the Mac often goes to the Motor City Bowl. Wow, but that's yeah, but but a lot of players played in the Mac. That's an amazing poll. I've been waiting for Chester Taylor. <laughs> I've, I've been thinking Chester Taylor. I had. I always I get upset that. when it gets guessed too early because I always have like other clues that I'm really excited to get to that then wow. they don't get to be used. For example, <laughs> uh, Phil tweeted in April of 2010. New post. Now that I can say his name because we know it's Chester Taylor. He says new post. In Toby Gerhardt, the Vikings may have found a suitable replacement for Chester Taylor. I was going to have it as a, not his name in it, but I was oh, going to have that. Instantly, I think both of us would have instantly guessed that one. That's yeah. the one, yeah. And Phil was right. We thought we thought he was. We thought Toby Gerhardt was. Uh, from yeah. Judd's first Twitter account, at Judd Zolgad, the Jets' success against the Vikings on third down is not a surprise. This is where Minnesota really misses blank, which would be yep. Chester Taylor. Oh, we would have gotten this, yeah. Chester was a highly underrated player. Yes. And that on that 0-9 team, too, it would be, you know, Third down, pass protection, just a good outlet player. Wow, nice job, Judd, just coming in hot after the third clue there. Thank you. Guessing Chester Taylor. All the crap I put in, and then it gets guessed in 90 seconds. It's always a little demoralizing. It is. I'm sorry to to have ruined your day of clues. (laughs) Signed multiple multi-year contracts. That was another clue. Went to the Bears. Went to the Bears. He did. Was that his last stop? Uh, he had a little bit of a cup of coffee with Arizona in 2011. Okay. How much facts do you know about Chester Taylor, Judd? This is honestly Chester impressive. Taylor. Uh, Chester Taylor is a very interesting guy. He was a very, I mean, I really liked him as a player. He was a very odd dude, in my opinion. Hmm. He also had, he also has the, um, the weird, I, I guess it's happenstance. Chester Taylor was on the Baltimore Ravens as the backup to Jamal Lewis when Jamal yeah. set the, I believe Jamal established the all-time rushing single-game record. He then was the backup to Adrian Peterson like yeah. two years after when Adrian set that too. So he yeah. was on, he he was basically on the last two teams because I think that that mark still stands today by Adrian on the last two teams where a guy rushed for an NFL record single game total. And how about this too? So he was a he was a great sport for the Vikings because they signed him in 2006, coming out of Baltimore, and he got his first starting gig. Even he, he had that 95 yard run against the Seahawks that yep. year. He ran for 1,200 yards, six touchdowns. He caught 42 passes out of the backfield. He was a three down back, a really good running back for the Vikings. Breakout season, and then they draft Adrian Peterson in the next draft, and everyone was kind of like, "Whoa, okay, all right." I mean, I guess, yeah, let's go. And so he then had to take that back out. He started the first few games, and then it became Adrian Peterson's team, and he stuck around for three years. Just mm-hmm. okay, I'll just, I'm making some money. I'll keep being a backup. He didn't really put up a fuss or anything, and he played a key nope. role on some good teams. Nope. I still recall when he left the locker room after the 2006 season um and if you look at, at his carries he just got abused and he was like 303 oh, carries thank, that's and he was basically like thank god the off season is here and i always thought that he was like i got a taste of starting you know what these backup roles aren't bad and plus he blocked yeah. and caught passes i mean he did make up for a lot of the things that peterson couldn't do yeah so all right chester taylor the random chester taylor, baby. here 
Wow. That's a wrap on... I'm sorry, Dex. I feel I almost feel bad. Now. You're like, like you have to go back to the drawing job. board and uh, find great. some uh, find some tougher clues, I guess, for mm. Judd, who's been dominating this game great job, for the last Judd. couple of years. All right, uh, we got to go over on Mackie and Judd, some reckless Viking speculation today. We'll get our friend Doogie on for some inside information about Minnesota sports teams. We'll see you guys here for Feedback Friday tomorrow.